It's the Hamp and OB Show. Before and after every Bears game, legends Dan Hampton and Ed O'Bradovich break down the good. Our defensive backs, they were like putty. They were all over their receivers. The bad. Our defense fails to even find a way to get them stopped. The ugly. There's really nowhere to go. Stupid. Stupid is, stupid does. And the unforgivable. He doesn't understand anything. This is the dumbest football coaching staff I have ever seen. Get ready for unadulterated football truth. Football season is here and I'm with Hamp and It's Hamp and OB. Well, we won the first half. 45-30, not officially final, but it will be in a matter of moments here. Packers do it again, beat the Bears, as Aaron Rodgers is now 23-5 against the Chicago Bears. Uh, This one was ugly and predictable and demoralizing and bizarre a lot of things there was a lot of things but you know first and foremost to the credit of the core of the football team they went up there with a purpose and in the first half they they did a lot of really good things a lot of it you know uh grant those those two plays he made for touchdowns were, were special but we all heard that coming out of halftime that Matt Nagy was having so much fun. And while he was having so much fun at halftime, because we had a 27-21 to 21 lead, uh, the Packer coaches were actually making adjustments, OB. And guess what? Aaron Rodgers, with an offensive line of four backups and one rookie, put on a clinic about how to own somebody. And you can cut it any way you want. Oh, this team, this team made so many errors, so many <clears throat> stupid mistakes, and you know, at some point, you know, we're going to break it all down. But I got to tell you, to be in a game in that manner and have a lead and and come out in the second half and score exactly zero points in the third quarter, Ob, you brought this up in the in the pregame. We have averaged three points. Every game in the third quarter. So Think, far this year. Yeah, yeah, three points in the third quarter. Well, Green Bay put on a clinic and scored 17 unanswered, and basically it was a blowout, poof, right before our eyes. Well, Danny, yeah, this is – I'll tell you what, folks. Uh, you know, stupid is, stupid does. Uh, I think all you people that were watching the game or listening to it, it's, it's not a mystery what to figure out here. I just want to point out one play – that I absolutely fell out of the chair with, okay? And it was on our defense. It, Green Bay is in our red zone, okay? They're, go, they're going in to score on us. On the, in the third quarter. In the third quarter, okay? Green Bay's going in to score on us. And they're in our red zone, round the 25, whatever, 20, whatever the heck it was. And he calls for a pass play. And who do you think they dropped? into pass coverage. Now, this is a call defensive play. Kid by the name of Bila Nichols. And if you don't know who he is, he's our defensive tackle, who is 6'4 and weighs 315. And they got him dropping back, what, covering Devontae to covering who? What in God's name defense could you draw up that you drop an inside man, a defensive tackle, 6'4", 315, and you got him 15, 20 yards down the field in the red zone in pass coverage? My God! You shouldn't be on a plane coming back to Chicago. That is beyond belief. And I'm not making this up, folks. Let's, uh, we got Kaz to start the show with us tonight as well. Kazi, any uh, main takeaways for you as the Packers beat the Bears 45-30? to the same thing. The uh, Bears came out. Special teams played uh, unbelievably throughout the night, other than the one punt where a kid, I don't know why, decided to run out of bounds. And in the NFL, that's a rule. And, you know, the Packer players played it right. They stuck their hands up. And so when he stepped out of bounds, it's a penalty. And not that the Bears were going to win the game, but, boy, what a, you know, it, the special teams did their job tonight. And they did it well. That's why we had the lead. The Bears in the first half had a really unique game plan that we talked about. Think outside of the box. What do they do on the first series of the second half? They drop them straight back, strip sack, game over. It's 
had. And all the the good passes that he made in the in the fourth quarter, he was flushed out and scrambling. So he was basically booting on his own and making plays down the field. Hello, coaches for the Chicago Bears. Boot him out. He's pretty good on the run, and he can run. And if you boot him outside of the pocket, it's a run-pass threat that is really hard to defend against. But not our geniuses. They were happy with a six-point lead at halftime. And, you know, that's why you lose games. And honestly, Ed, I think uh, Nichols was trying to run because they almost made it look like they were setting up a screen to the left side. And then he dropped into coverage. Uh, I mean, I, 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 there's no other good explanation for it. I want to believe that he wasn't supposed to be in coverage, that he was actually running to cover the sc- a screen that looked like a screen. I beg to differ, guys. There's no yeah. way in the, in, on oh, God's I, green I, earth I, I absolutely, yeah, that, that he'd be 12, I, 15 yards down I the field. I disagree with you, yeah. too. No, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm right. What I'm saying is I hope to God I'm right because otherwise <laughs> – that entire defensive staff should be fired. Well, Glenn, he was lined up on the right side in the in the inside position, the eye position, and and as and as the play developed, it came down in a ball, and where was Nichols? He was dropping back 15, 17 yards in coverage. Now I, I'm sure he didn't make that up himself. And I don't think that kid at 6'4", 315, is that fast enough to be rushing a passer, and then as a quarterback is releasing a ball, he's dropping back, what, 20 yards in a pass defense? I don't think so. No, I agree. Like I said, I'm hoping. How's that? I'm hoping and praying that that wasn't actually a call, but I, you know, you're right. I I was dumbfounded by it, and it was – so stupid, and you know, to play a play later it was a touchdown. And then, right in the fourth quarter, you're in a tight formation, and uh, Adams is on the outside one on one. You have a safety sitting on the inside. Johnson jumps the uh, the fade. He cuts underneath. Well, shouldn't the safety be moving towards taking that away? Because he's the only threat they had on that play. It was a one on one route. I, I just don't understand the the thinking of the defense, the play calls, and then a safety not making that adjustment on his own. Bears, by the way, on the road, and you guys can touch on all the lack of adjustments the Bears have had, in the, and again, the third quarter thing is just glaring. Uh, but th- they've scored an average of 1.9 points per game in the third quarter now in seven road games. The only touchdown came in week one versus the Rams. Home versus away really doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, you you brought this up last week, OB. Uh, they, they averaged 2.8 points per game in the third quarter last year. So this is, uh, you know, you, a trend. You, that this is more than a trend at this. Well, Kaz's point. point about you know they open this the second half when we get the ball, and and they drop him straight back into a nine step drop. Now remember that Jason Peters, the left tackle, goes out of the game. Right. We have someone called Tevin Jenkins, the second round pick this year, that really has not played a lick, and yet they're opening the second half with a pure nine step drop. Now. That's after they opened the game with an empty set, and we talked about the fact. Do you, look what the Packers did at the beginning of the second half. They came out with Corey Dillon, and it was a ten-yard run up the middle, then a then a seven-yard run, and then guess what? Everybody's starting to worry about the run, and then Aaron Rodgers goes to work and dissects our secondary. And by the way, Xavier Crawford can't play in the NFL. And Artie Burns, he can't play in the NFL. And unfortunately, they are who we have lined up Against whether it's you know in a zone against Devonte Adams and 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 Lazard and all those guys that you know are 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 exquisite in knowing how to play against zones and be able to create opportunities and Aaron Rodgers just dice us apart. But the beginning of the game, opening with an empty set, okay, and then the second play was a wildcat where we went for four yards. Then. On third and seven, we go into a conventional offense, and 
Justin Fields, who I think had a really, really bad night. And you know what? We know about the pick six. We, okay, we, we got that. It, he was way late. But all night long, OB, he was not recognizing where the ball needed to go quickly enough. And everybody goes, oh, well, he shouldn't play. That's exactly why How he needs time- to play so he can learn. Right. How many right. times did he stare down? I thought he was actually, hopefully, he's looking to his left. Looking to his left, and then he's going to go to his right. See if not there, then he's going to look for his third receiver. He looked them all the way down, Danny. Yeah. What we just point out. I'm, I'm, Throughout the I, second he, half, he 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 never took his eyes off the receiver, and yep. he did it the whole game. And Glenn, let me ask you a question. I brought up in front of Mark and Dan. Do you watch Justin Fields' delivery? He has the ball, okay, and let's say he's going to make the pass. He has both hands on a ball. He takes it in his right hand, drops it down to his waist, goes back, comes over his shoulder, and releases the ball. He does, and you can't do you that. You can't do that in this it. league. That's why he's late on that out route, because he drops it. Thank you, Glenn. The top. And Thank unless you. they fix that. And by the way, Ed, you know what I call that? Coaching? Absolutely. Coaching. You mean Coaching to tell me? In the NFL, we, you correct that. We've got it. six guys on the offensive backfield staff. Yeah, we, coordinators, head coach, all of them. They they haven't they haven't corrected anything. I've sat right. here when this kid has been in this game, and today wasn't the only time, gentlemen. You, Dan and Mark, I've said this before. I said, look at his throwing. Right. My God, it takes him all day to throw the ball. He takes it up. He's got it up on his shoulder, folks. That you're watching. Get the film if you can. You'll know exactly what. And guess what? Go the weeks before and the week before, and you'll see the same damn thing. You got to keep that ball up by your shoulder and let it go. He drops it down to his waist, back behind him, up and over, and throws it. It's, you're you're not going to be a quarterback in this league for long doing that because you know what? Somebody's going to crack you and break you in two. Let alone you not making it as a quarterback. And that throw, when you have the normal release in an NFL quarterback, it's .03. Fields is .09. So it's, you know, you, you, does that sound like a lot? Not really, but in the NFL, when you're o- wide open by a half a step, it's a pick. <laughs> In this league, and it's a sack. That's what it is. And what? And the bottom line is this: you know, people in film study they see that, and when the ball drops, that's when they plant and break. That's why every every pass is basically contested. Dan, you're calling it, Glenn. Did you see how many times the Packers defensive backs jumped the route? Did you see how many times today? I'll guarantee you, there was a handful, if not a half a dozen or more, where they jumped the route. Why? Because of his throwing. It's very right. fair. Like he had his two motion. picks. He could have had a lot more. He could have easily had four picks tonight. Easily. Easily. Right. Yeah. Right. He well, got I'm a saying break on the a call def- that really. You think I don't Green know Bay that didn't see that? They didn't know it. They were right there, and they were jumping the route. I agree with you, Obi. But you got to give the kid a lot of credit. After he throws the pick six, he comes back and makes that excellent slant route throw to to Bird that yep. went for the touchdown. But all things considered, Justin Fields has a lot of work to do. But unfortunately, we don't have the right people to show him what he has to work on. That's Evidently, the, that's the problem, Danny. Yeah, that it's a, is the problem. That's the biggest problem in the city of Chicago. All right, quick timeout, Cosby. Stay right there. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to your calls. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred with you all the way till twelve thirty. Packers forty five, Bears thirty. The Bears are four and nine, and of course, we'll address the George McCaskey and his envelope and. There's Ryan Pace, and there's Matt Nagy, and how much longer are we going to keep doing this on 720 WGN? Not what you wanted to get the second half rolling. Packers 45, the Bears 30, Bears are 4-9, and nine, Green Bay's 10-3, and three, and Green Bay chasing down the Bears for the most wins in NFL history that we saw on the broadcast about 100 times tonight. Boy, they were rubbing our nose in it, weren't they? They really were. Yep. Which... God bless them. I guess that. Oh, go ahead. Kind of handy to have two Hall of Fame quarterbacks over thirty years. Yeah, I mean, in 1992, the Bears led the Packers by eight zillion games, and then these two guys showed up, and now it's not that. It 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 actually started to to, to bug me. Three well, one two, three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Yes, Ob. Yeah, let's go to the callers. Yeah, let's you get to, to the calls. Thank right. you guys for giving us a shout. Yes. Uh, all right, Mike and Rockford. I think you're teeing up what a lot of people want to hear. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, guys. Well, we know there is a new owner 
of the Bears, and McCaskey sold it to Aaron Rodgers. He owns the Bears. Now. <laughs> uh, yes, listen, yes guys, they did. Not, I'm going to say the same thing over and over. This is an absolute joke. Now, you guys, there was a report in the news this past week. I don't know if you talked about it or heard about it. We did. Lance Briggs reported that there was supposedly something, I don't know, a buddy of mine told me this, that uh, they're supposed to be where they would promote Ryan Pace. Now, just listen to this. They're going to promote Ryan Pace to Ted Phillips' position. And then Ryan Pace would then hire a GM. you got to be kidding. You're going to make that clown that give him the position of, of Ted Phillips, the guy who can't draft the quarterback, the yeah. guy who gives away 30 picks to draft up to get a guy that's no good. This is amazing, guys. I mean, if the Bears were to do this, and I, I pray to God it's just a rumor, that's terrible because it just shows you how inept this organization is with the McCaskies running the show. Mike, that, that goes beyond if what you're saying is true Thanks, or Mike. even close to it. The word would be astonishing. Astonishing. Well, it's but, been out hey, there for a while. I'll bet you $5 it's true. That's just not, the way they're going to operate. It can be true. That That's just insanity. Well, it's been out there for a long time that the Bears brass for whatever reason, they really... In the beginning, lo- I think, they were thinking of that. But you can't now. There's no way when you look at everything. You can't You can't take him take him from a coach who has failed miserably and has had every break in the book since he's been here, and you're going to put him to be what? The CEO, chief operating officer? Not, not CEO, but they would find some place president. in... He'd be the president replacing Ted Phillips. They, and he would be football operations guy. can't something. have... That guy in the Bear organization, period. If you're going to make a split, folks, and this has been going on for four years, and it's been going on since 1985. I don't know how many coaches have been here, and they've come up with every excuse known to mankind. One after the other, after the other, after the other. It's enough already. And you want to take a guy who has been given everything and, and, and can't can't win a Super Bowl, can't even get close to it, and come up with we, we don't score points in, in a game. We average basically like 16 points a game. And in the third quarter this year, we were averaging three points. And we scored three points this quarter after coming out in halftime with all the new renovations and how we're going to attack. Last year, in the third quarter, they averaged – Two points, as in one, two. And the same thing that's going on this year. And you're going to take this guy, Nagy, and stick him in the front office for him to make decisions on who's going to be a coach, an assistant coach? you got to be kidding me. Hey, folks, we got to go to break, but I've got a breakdown on all the GMs that are comparable to what Ryan Pace's term here in Chicago has been, and it's bad. Stick around. Cause you sticking, or you got to head out? I will let you guys uh, in, uh, dice that up, and like you know, like we were talking about, please listen to what they're going to tell you because it's right in front of us. It's true, and major changes have to happen in order for the Bears to improve and get better. Cosy, feel better. Thanks yeah, for glad. Th- take care of yourself. Night, guys. All, All right. right, you guys. See you. It's time to experience the Rosen difference. Visit Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Both Rosen Hyundai dealerships are stocked with new inventory, including the Hyundai Elantra and Hyundai Sonata. And maybe you're looking for something bigger. You should try the award-winning Hyundai Palisade or uh, the new Hyundai Santa Fe. There's a Hyundai vehicle that's perfect for you. The great people at Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will help you find it. Plus, you get that Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10 years, 100,000-mile warranty. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha want to buy your vehicle right now. Values are at an all-time high. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will make you a great cash offer and the easiest trade-in process. They've built their reputation on one simple belief. The customer is the most important thing, and they guarantee your car buying experience will be easy and enjoyable. Experience the Rosen difference. Check out inventory at RosenHyundai.com or RosenHyundaiKenosha.com. Let me tell you something about Scott. He's the greatest. Huh? You damn right he is. He'd straighten this out in one day. Hire Scott day. Levy. Hire Scott Levy. Hire Scott Levy. News <laughs> next. And we'll get to all your calls coming up after 11 720 WGN. That was the epitome of jumping the route. Pick six. It was painful. Fields on the night 18 of 33. Couple of touchdown passes. Couple of interceptions as the Bears fall to the Packers 45 to 30. Hamp and OB with you. 
until 12.30 tonight, 312-981-7200, yes. Was Rogers rating 141? That is correct, OB. 141. Well, when you... Yep, it's getting pretty close to perfect. Let's get our uh, to our calls. We appreciate you folks staying up so late. We appreciate it as indeed. Kevin, LaGrange Park, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Love you. Love your show. Uh, just a quick comment, and then I'm going to listen to what you say. Uh, Bears are playing pretty tight game. Nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. It's fourth and inches on their own 40, you're down two scores, 11 points. It bothered me. They're going to punt the ball back to Aaron Rodgers and give it to him and probably lose the game after that. Kevin, where, where, why don't they just try to go for it and win the game? Kevin, Thanks, I'm, I'm think, great, great point, Kevin. I'm firing myself and everyone on the show that we haven't brought that up uh, yet because that was the worst decision ever. You're, it's a fourth and one. You're down... 38-27, and for the Bears to, to and Matt Nagy to not go for it there and say, okay, Aaron, here, go take the football back. I mean, come on. Oh, it's it, it's insanity. But here's the, the part that just drives you crazy. Kendall Valdor, who has been benched and now is relegated to special teams, there was a play where the returner of Green Bay muffed it and our back gets the ball, and yet we get a penalty because Valdor – almost like a coward, runs out of bounds rather than fighting through the double team, which, hey, it's hard work. It's it's what you got to do. And yet he takes he, the easy way out. He did have to run out. Right. Yes, he did. Dan. But still, to punt in that point in time in the game with the way the game was tracking was insanity. You give it to Rodgers, might as well say it's over. Wave the white flag. You're exactly right. But the stupidity and cowardice of Nagy to punt was compounded by the, the ridiculous play of Vildor that stole a golden opportunity for us to get back in the game. But either good read, Kevin. That was a good read. But and you're not relying on the Packers muffing the punt either. You're giving them the ball. No, back. no, no. But by happenstance, we, we got a great fortuitous break. And yet, boom, it blows up in our face because he was taking the easy way out. I'll, I'll be the one that just did. I did not like that call. Keep the Don't throw the flag there, official. But I, I get that, that Vildor could... It was could, a cheap call, but it's the rules. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Vildor could have done better. Don't make that call it's really irritating but all right eddie tinley park welcome to wgn hey gentlemen hamp ob good to talk to you guys hey listen uh, a couple things i, I think the first off the the kid was was tipping his pitches a little bit tonight you know i think they could see where the where the pass was going to go correct and that's something that's that's just going to come in time he just needs to uh, learn how to do that but I've written an article earlier in the week about this, some guy from the uh, New Orleans or, uh, Saints organization. His last name's Ireland. That he's made some great draft picks, and that he's a possibility and possibly pushing to get in as as a GM with the Bears, and like he might possibly bring along Sean Payton. Is is there any possibility to that at all, or is that just pie in the sky stuff? Thanks, Eddie. Good to hear you on the radio. Thanks, Eddie. Eddie Ivory's those golden fingers. That's my buddy. <laughs> hey, that's my man. Uh, hey, I, hey, the name of the guy is Jeff Ireland. Jeff Ireland was within our organization 30 years ago. He was kind of like a gopher. And he was the grandson of Jim Palmer, the scout that scouted me and drafted me. Best scout, scout the Bears ever had, Jim Palmer. Oh, he was. And that would be a fantastic pick to come in as GM. Look at the Saints. They have had an amazing run of success. Yeah, Drew Brees was a lot of it, but look at the players they got. Kamara and and Thomas, the receiver. They always got three guys on the offensive line in the Pro Bowl. I'm telling you, Jeff Ireland would be magnificent, and he I bet you a dollar to a donut he would come back in a heartbeat because he loves the Bears. He grew up here. He was a ball boy back when I was uh, in training camp. Great call there, Eddie. Good catch. GM of the Dolphins from 2008. He was with the Cowboys, too. 2004, and with the Cowboys and the Chiefs. In uh, Miami. Yep, so it's been certainly been around. He knows He knows the game played, from the ground up. Played at Baylor. All right, 312-981-7200. Danny, Downers Grove, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, Hap, OB. Danny. God bless you guys. Uh, hey, Danny Blasky, Downers Grove. Uh, anyway, uh, my thing was, 
I'm just asking. Everybody says, well, fire Nagy, let's fire Nagy this way. But the Bears won't fire a coach in the middle of the season. Why not? Let's just rack them up and send them down the road. <laughs> okay, and the reason yeah. is Thanks, the McCaskies, they, they, they kind of view themselves as above the, the knee-jerk reaction crowd that, you know, of three bad games and fire the coach. They they look at this as something that they want to have some integrity and honor and those kind of – which is very admirable. But right now, at this point in time – it's time. There's a new rule in the NFL. If you don't have a head coach at that position, then you are allowed to start openly entertaining candidates the last two weeks of the season. And it's time. It's time that we start moving forward and getting rid of the deadwood. And, you know, the thing about Nagy and the fire Nagy, look, he was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer. Look what he did with Trubisky. Zero. Look what he's done thus far with Justin Fields. Is he better tonight than he was the third game of the year? I don't see any better. I, I mean, you know, he's had, Justin has had spots where he's been brilliant. But the delivery that OB was talking about, you've got to correct that. There's, it's just a matter of time till everybody in the league's going to be jumping your, your passes and it's going to be a fist fight trying to even make a completion. So Nagy, it's time. Danny. Let me say this: for that kid to be in training camp, and 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 with Nagyar head coach and the twenty-five assistants, and we've got four games to go, and you mean to tell me you you didn't see that? That just his delivery just didn't start now, okay? That was in college, and that's been so far as he's been a pro, and you can't address that. You can't see that. You know that that is a delivery that is going to kill you. Maybe not. Every throw, every quarter, but it's def- definitely it's a minus. It's it's a big minus, and that's a big part of this game is passing, and he has a long delivery, and and you mean to tell me not one of these coaches can see that in practice, can see that in exhibition games, can see that in the last twelve games? You got to be kidding me. You know, in my mind, it's just like hitting a golf ball. You know, you're on the tee and you just make a good swing and you hit it. Now you're trying to drive the green. Now you overswing. Well, it looks to me like his mechanics have broken down the last two, three games. Dan, why the and hell hasn't worse. that been? What, because what he's trying to gun it my in. My God. Yeah, yeah. If the guy's failing on a Sunday, get him in there Monday or whenever your next practice is. Sit him down. Go over the films. Get him out on the damn practice field and work with the receivers. Obviously, they haven't done that. Well, I wrote on my my sheet here long ago, Nagy can't fix things. He can't fix a running game that's not working. He can't fix a quarterback that ain't working. I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of reasons why we've got to move on. Amit, Kevin, Jake, Danny, Steve, you're all up coming up here after a quick timeout, 720 WGN. You had him off balance? Well, yeah. His play calling. Well, probably from his, his view. Yeah. Probably from his view, it did look off that misdirections. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, you know the, the Jakeem Grant play was great. The, uh, the, the putting Bird in the backfield and releasing him on a slant. That, there was a couple of good gadgets, but what about the one where uh, Tevin Jenkins had to go out and line up by the wide receivers for a wide receiver screen and gets caught tackling uh, the safety. How how idiotic was that? Here's a kid that first time he's ever been on the field, and you ask him to go out there and do something impossible. Tevin, just insane. If Tevin Jenkins, who is coming off major back surgery, is not ready to play and is going to get Justin Fields killed, it do, don't play, good. don't play him. Yep. I mean, I, I I get it. I'd, I'd like to make one point here right now. But yeah. Just made me think of something, folks. I think Dan, you might have said said this in the beginning of the show, but I, I can't listen. Green Bay Packers, their offensive line, folks, the 60 minutes today, the five guys, the center, two guards, two tackles, one is a rookie, three of them are backups, and the other one is a backup's backup. Let me say that again. There are five offensive linemen, one is a rookie, and basically the other four aren't starters. They're the backups. They had to go find them somewhere. 
and they put 45 points on the board? Well, it was 38, 27 first downs, 440 yards, and a quarterback with rating of 141.7. With backups, folks. Backups. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looked like it was a stroll in the he park. Was laughing. I mean, it was, and he I, owns us. And he does. I, I get it. That you don't know what what a, what a, I'm I'm trying to make this damn point here. I got it. I, I mean, got, it's unbelievable. I, I, You're playing against some guys that were probably bagging at a grocery store a month ago, right? I mean, and they come and they take us down. They coach them up. We coach them down. Kevin Aurora, welcome to WGN, Kevin. Actually, it's Jim, Jim from Aurora. Jim. Uh, following Eddie Ivory. It's a tough call to follow Eddie Ivory. Hey, happy holidays, gentlemen. Thank right you. back at you, Jim. You just mentioned, Dan, uh, about the new NFL rule. Now, shouldn't the Bears really consider talking to Jim Harborough before he wins his national championship here and give him a blank check I and write his amount? I, I hope not, but that would be popular for some. Uh we used to call him Dog. Uh, Jim Hobart, he Jimbo's got it going, and it'll be exciting watching him in the uh, in the National Championship Derby. But, uh, you know, here's the thing. Right now, I don't think Harbaugh is the guy that we actually are really targeting. There's, there's four coordinators and a college coach by the name of Ryan Day. Ryan Day makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. But all that being said, there's one position for sure – that is already open looking at coaches right now tonight. And that's the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Now, you don't think Ryan Day, the Raiders, they got a brand new stadium. They moved to a brand new city. You don't think they want a young coach that could build something special and bring a lot of excitement and all. Ryan Day is probably the guy that they're going to be, you know, going after. Uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, he makes a lot of sense. But, you know, Harbaugh, I don't even know if he would want to get back in the NFL. Thanks, Jimbo. Make, we appreciate you, babe. Making a lot of money over there and uh, having a ton of success. Yeah, and he gets to play against, uh, you know, Purdue and Indiana every year instead and of, you know, it, Tampa Bay. He run around the country yeah. or wherever he wants to go in a private jet with some limousines. He just, and you want to come to Chicago to do what? Well, <laughs> I mean... He just got a $500,000 bonus that he gave out to uh, all the people at, on, around campus that had that stuck through the pandemic uh, working in the Motor athletics college. department. Okay, well, That's okay. brilliant. Yeah, well, Great. <laughs> it just shows how just got money to burn. Dog's a man. Jake, welcome to WGN. What's up, Jake? Jake, Moni. What's Jake, up? are you there? Jake, Jake, Jake. No, I'm Jake, good effort. Door number two. Jake, it said you wanted to fire Matt Nagy, so you, you're, uh, we got it. Derek, Highland Park, what's up, my friend? Yeah, well, it seems like uh, the Bears just can't uh, stop Aaron Rodgers. So my question is, what changes would the Bears have to make in terms of adding personnel and or changing their defensive tactics to at least slow this guy down? Okay, first and foremost. Thank you, Derek. See, Green Bay's offense, early, the first two series, we were able to get quarterback sacks, and we really took them out of their rhythm and put them behind the chains, and then they struggle like everyone else does. But if you don't do anything to disrupt the timing of the receivers, but, you know, they've got the running game going now, OB, with, with, uh, Corey Dillon and, and, uh, Aaron Jones. They, they are a true, dual threat offense but but the first and foremost thing is you got to take away the inside against Aaron Rodgers make him make the hard throws we don't do that anytime they need some the touchdown to Devontae Adams OB almost fell off his chair screaming because uh Johnson uh, he, he he got faked so bad to the outside why are you biting on that that's a hard throw don't give away the inside OB never you never give away the inside I don't care if you're on your own 35-yard line, when you're playing against the wideout, you always play the inside. You play his inside shoulder because that's easier. If he takes a slant or does a post, you can run with him. If he goes for an out pattern, you're right there, and more often than not, you can jump the route. But you've got to take him from the inside. Folks, take the f- films today. Take him from last week to week before. Watch where our defense, our cornerbacks come up. They line up two, three yards off of them, or five or six or seven yards off of them, but they're head up on them or slanted to the outside. 
That's not the position. The position is if you're two or three yards off or if you're seven yards off, you take away the inside. You line up on his inside shoulder. Your outside shoulder on the receiver's inside shoulder. And you take it away. And we don't, don't do it. No, and we bite on the outside fake and let him run the eight-yard slant for a touchdown. Here's the other thing. When you have Xavier Crawford, Artie Burns, and all these other, you know, you know, ne'er-do-wells trying to play, well, you're scared to death of getting up there and bump and running. No, so you play a soft zone, which basically is Aaron Rodgers laughing at you, throwing it for eight yard outs all the way down the field. Listen, that that all falls on on that pace. runs back to pace. It, it just our secondary is, is, is it, sad. If you look at what the Bears, I mean, look, you're you're missing Mac, and and that's not that's not. Ryan Pace's fault, but you're missing Mac. You're missing Akeem Hicks. But you give up That's twenty million dollars a year of calorie a cap space for a guy that hasn't produced like he did the first year he was here. That's just that's a fact. It is, it is, and that trade at best with the Raiders is a wash. You know, you 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 did not. You and did the not. reason we had to sign him is because. We drafted Leonard Floyd, and he couldn't play for us. That was another. That's why he's he all these and you know our receivers. Well, we had to go sign Allen Robinson because we couldn't draft a receiver. Kevin White couldn't play. So all these holes that the, his missed draft picks, you know, create. Now we got to go sign pass rushers and wide receivers and linebackers, and we. You know, it's it's it never ends. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We got an hour to go here. We'll get to your calls after this quick check of news. Forty five to thirty, uh, the Packers put up twenty four in the second half and uh, beat the Bears to improve to ten and three. As the Bears are four and nine at seven twenty WGN. We're making that one our Mullerado game changing moment. Sponsored by our friends at the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. Of course, I old fre- time friends, boy. I frequent the Highland Park location. Yeah, yeah when that pick six happened, we were up fourteen to ten, and actually, we were in virtual control of the game up until that point. It was a Bear- re- really costly error. And the Bears did end up leading twenty-seven twenty-one at halftime. If you're just joining us, Aaron Rodgers, three hundred and forty-one yards, twenty-nine to thirty-seven, four touchdowns passes. Packers running off 24 consecutive points after halftime. And the Bears kicked a field goal at the end of the game, which was, that was amazing. Four they, touchdown passes. When they kicked the field goal to make it 15, to get within two scores, now that, that was a moment right there. Well, you know, hey, and, and you know what, if you do the math, it, it kind of no. makes sense. Okay, you can't fault him for that, but punting on uh, you know earlier in the game uh, early in the fourth quarter that was that was idiotic uh, i we're with you till the top of the hour 312-981-7200 let's run through some calls here um steve rolling meadows appreciate your patience welcome to wgn no problem guys i love your show think about second half yeah thank uh, appreciate it there steve but we got to keep it cleaner than that one so uh it, it has been getting a, a little bit absurd that yeah it, it call it, back it, steve call back <laughs> yeah no that's yeah no call back our that's man all. hit the dump when he used the words <laughs> we, we we gotta we gotta this is a family radio station we gotta we gotta you know make sure that we do things right all right Get, move along marty riverside welcome to wgn go ahead marty Thank you. Quick adjunct to what OB and Hamp said uh, on specifics on it. The, the Big Ten quarterbacks traditionally fell with the entire arm. Okay, that's why very few were quality in the NFL past the 60s. What you, what you have to have for quality, and you see this in the Southeast Conference for years, you see it in uh, the Pac-10 for, for, for years is they throw with the wrist, the strength wrist, and they can flip with that wrist to both the first zone and deep. Okay, without without cocking and winding up out of the pocket on the roll. I buy what okay. you say, Marty. Right? That's what Hampton was, uh, or what, as well as OB. I don't mean to put words in anybody's mouth, but I'm pretty sure that's what that's what he was giving me. I think, and if, if that's what he's giving me, he, he's right on. In his era, guys like Billy Wade and those guys, 
they couldn't even play. They're like Division One, if if best. Yeah, they threw it the entire round. That stuff is old world. Got you, Marty. Got you. Little flick of the. I mean, Riders did it all night, really. Yep. And it, it, you know, I, I kind of think it's like hitting the golf ball a long way. You either got it or you don't. And you know, Fields has got an awful lot of attributes, but he's got to have that motion corrected. It can't. It's gotten worse. And How's a smart about, quarterback coach would have been on top of it, Ob. Absolutely, Dan. That's exactly where it is, and that's what I've been saying about this coaching staff. My God. You uh, go to the call. Go to the it, it, it would also be nice if he had a little a second to breathe back there. I mean, half the time he's he's. I mean, you got three guys in his face, well, and he's got to he's got to be a veg- he's playing yeah. with a rookie and backups and a backup backup. Okay, we've got five guys that've been playing. Some of them three or four for about two, three, four years, huh? And like Doug Buffon used to say, these five guys can't play dead. And we got two rookie offensive tackles. How much are you going to struggle when you got two rookies trying to, you know, block the premier pass rushing position in the NFL? Uh, meet Orland Park. Welcome to WGN. Yes, I I, uh, I enjoy your show, uh, Hampton OB. Uh, you guys do a great job. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, really a privilege to listen to you guys. You guys are really good. And I just had to ask you two quick questions. Is One is, why do the Bears always, they're, they're like the only team that they take forever to get started in the first quarter and third quarter after the halftime. They don't, like, offensively, they're not... Uh, they don't know what they're doing, and they don't score any points. Why is it? Why has it been like that for all these years? That's number one. And number two is why do they not know how to u- utilize the tight end position properly by drafting properly or just using to get them properly in the game when when they're in the red zone? Thanks, Amit. Appreciate you. Okay, there's two things for you guys. Okay, well, he's, yeah, he's he's uh, he's asking the right questions. Well, okay, first and foremost, it's simple. It's coaching. Okay, you go into a game and you have a game plan and you it's predicated on what the opponent is expected to do. And traditionally, you know, smart game plans as OB was trying to say in the pregame, be outside the box, don't be predictable, don't do well, we don't have an adequate game plan preparation. And whether that's Bill Lazor or Nagy or whoever the heck it is, the bottom line is we don't make adjustments. And then finally, a few things kind of fall into place, even though we are averaging scoring, what, 16.3 get, uh, 16 points a game? points. Yeah, a game. Well, tonight was, you know, a, a bizarre change of that because we had two great plays by Jakeem Grant. Uh, one, a 97-yard kick return and a 46-yard reverse for a touchdown. We don't, you take those two away, Danny, where are they at? 16 points, right? It's exactly where they would be yeah. without those two amazing plays. Right. All that being said, Cole Komet is getting worse. I'm I'm sorry. He he's dropping passes. He's he's not he's not Something. efficient and effective on his blocking. Yeah. Something's up. He's not the player we projected. He's not getting any better, folks. It's it, that's uh, Gary in Wisconsin wanted to bring that up too. So Gary, I'll let you. What what's your angle on Komet since you wanted to say that? Go ahead. Yeah, Ed and Dan, I just like to say that I love you. I love listening to you guys. You guys tell it like it is. Thank you. But also, I got a I got a beef with Ed O'Brien because you seem to love uh, Cole Komet, and I think right. he stinks. <laughs> I mean, this guy it had 17 yards receiving today. That's a joke. Well, Gary, you're half right and you're half wrong. <laughs> I tell you what, I just Dan, Dan's picked it up. These last few games, this kid has been way off, way off. I mean, I don't. I see it in his running. I see it in the pass patterns when he runs. He used to run with authority, and he would break and get separation. He would go after the ball, and I seen him block. I've seen this from this kid. Okay? That's why I want him to see him out on the field more. Put him in the slot. Put him out as a wideout. But I don't know. Something's happened this year. Okay, case in point, OB. On the first series, we get into a third and seven. And they throw the slant to him, and yet... He doesn't even make a quality I, route. You, I saw it. Okay, saw it. you got to go out there to the cover man, whoever it was, a safety, and plant like you're going to go to the you know the sideline, and right. then cut back inside. 
And he, he just ran a he, he just he, run a little circle, and the and the uh, uh, defender was all over him. It was almost like his heart wasn't in. It. Exactly, that's what it looked like to me. He was like, oh, "Where the hell is Cole Komet? I mean, this kid's six five, two fifty, two sixty. I mean, he's got good hands. He can get separate. I've seen it. But see, see, this was back to coaching. Bill Belichick started the season one and three. Now they're leading their division. Why? Because they've coached them up. Everybody's gotten better. Everybody on that team has gotten better week after. Who on our team has gotten better since week four? Who? Nobody. We've I don't regressed. know. What are you talking about? Okay, Roquan Smith. He was almost invisible tonight. He was the best player we had on defense. I'm just saying. It's it's folks. It's coaching. Cole Komet has four games this year where he has one catch. He's got one game where he has two catches. He has three games where he has three catches. How many times was he targeted, though? You have that thought, those stats? Yeah. Well, coming into tonight, he he had 40 catches on 64 targets. He's had one big game this year. He had eight catches on 11 targets versus the Lions when we beat him on on, uh, on Thanksgiving. That's 67% of the targets. There is a non-completion to a tight end. That's that's money throws. Ob. Well, I, I'll tell you what. I, it's got to be eighty-five percent. Yeah, there's there's like you said it. Then there's something something not quite up with Cole because I think he's a hell of a football player, and I think he can he can you know he's the guy that you want on your side. But there's the last I and I, I don't think yeah here Gary brought it up. You brought it up. Uh, something's not right with that kid. The biggest play he's had all year was a 25-yard completion. It's, 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 it hasn't been great. And we, we need him. We need him to be special, and he's regressing. Matt, welcome to WGN, brother. Go ahead. Hey, hey I'm calling from Chesney. Love you guys. Love your show. Thank My you. My dad, from beyond you guys. Um, he's been a big Bear fan since 85, uh, 86 Super Bowl. Now, a lot awesome. of people know that. They think we're 85. You know, 86 win. <laughs> Good but, detail uh, there, Matt. Go ahead, buddy. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was calling in. You know, I think we're still revolving plays around Justin Fields, and I don't like that. I mean, it's like we call one play, pass, one play, uh, run, and then the other plays are revolved around the quarterback. I just don't think the plays should be revolved around Fields. Who should they revolve around, Matt? That's all I want to know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right. And I think your point is the game plan is helter-skelter. You know, I said in the pregame, OB, play action should be the staple of this offense for many reasons. Because and of our running game, number one. Exactly. Establish the running game like the Packers did when they came out the first drive of the third quarter and went right down through us and like a goose. And didn't go away from it, Danny. Yep. And, they, and, and, and the other part of that is we don't when, when we are effective with the running game, there's certain sets, formations, all that. You run the play action out of the identical sets. You're exactly. basically selling it to the defense to keep the linebackers and the safeties up worried about the and then you throw or bootleg the court. We don't do anything like that. It's almost like chess. You know, other teams, the Green Bay Packers, they're playing triple chess. We're playing checkers. It's it's coaching. Take a final time out here. Mike in Woodstock, you're up first coming on back here. We'll get as many calls as we can. And, and uh, yeah, we'll get you set up for Monday night. Uh, do I have a quick thing to say here? You, LB. Uh, just, uh, uh, let me jump in this. Did you see, and, and the uh, TV screen and the announcers were right on it, and they brought up the fact with Aaron Rodgers. He broke out of the huddle, and he came up, he gets by underneath center, and he looks to his right and gives it a good stare. Then he comes back and he looks it to his, I mean, the ball is snapped. He looks to his right, gives it a good stare, then turns all the way to his left while the, the guys are running their routes and looks to his left, all the way to his left, and then he comes back. The last second looks right in the middle, boom, pops right over the middle for the first down. Mm-hmm. Okay? Our kid doesn't do that. And two things. He should know. Coming into being a rookie. That should have happened. He should have learned that in college. But after 12 games, that kid should have some idea of how to look off a receiver. And he doesn't. And again, what is that on, folks? That's on coaching. We're gonna, That's exactly what it's on. We're going to make that 
that uh, Aaron Rodgers review, the BBB Trusted Review, brought to you by the Better Business Bureau and Ed Obredovich. Marquis yes. knew exactly where the hell he was going to go with that football. He looked right, he looked left, good looks, and then came right back in the center, and boom, he released the ball right away, first down. Hall of Famer, seasoned, been doing it, could do it in his sleep. Find a business you can trust at bbb.org. As we underline another moment of Aaron Rodgers tonight. All right, come on back. Final segment of the show. Bears lose to the Packers 45 to 30. We got four games to go in the season, and who knows what news will come out this week. Do we get an owner's manual from Aaron Rodgers? Uh, that would that, be, be nice. He should put one of those out. 1150 on 720 WGN. Who brought it today? Sponsored. By our fine folks at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the car to bring through it all. Jakeem Grant brought Oh, absolutely. He was... It was electric. Fan, 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 fan. Even the, the, the faithful in Lambeau loved it. <laughs> it, it was exciting. It, it was, was amazing. A, it was impressive. Hey, Mike in Woodstock, thanks for being patient. Go quick. Hey, yeah. Solid team. Move the armies and heights. <laughs> Take the team and... Take it to victory auto records. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Like, no, no, Oakland did. Oakland did it. They went to Vegas. Yeah. Why not go to Arlington Heights? All right. Start all over again. Okay. Hey, listen. Dean Richards is still doing victory auto records reads, or the same read from way back in the day. It's not the worst idea. Hey, uh, Ob, your your guys, uh, Scott Rosen. Time now for the Rosen Red Zone Report. It's sponsored by Scott Levy's. Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Uh, the Bears in the red zone tonight. My highlight was when they kicked the field goal. That was before the red zone. Uh, but, uh, yeah, in the in the red zone tonight, the, the Bears ended up kicking a field goal early. Uh, but then they did get in the end zone a couple of times. So, Hamp, you wanted to wrap up with something real quick? Well, we're talking about the GMs and, you know, Ryan Pace. Look, they did a, an amazing comparison study. And the GMs in the NFL with between five and nine years in the league – Ryan Pace has been here seven years. Of those GMs, there were eight. What do you think he ranked, OB? Dead, dead last. last. Dead last. Dead last. Dead last with a winning percentage of .430, averaging seven wins a year. That's That ain't going to cut it. And he's paid over $100 million for quarterback starts of 84 starts by Trubisky, Glennon, Foles, and Dalton. $100 million for those starts. Remember, folks, anybody can sign and pay superstars. The secret is to build your team with inexpensive players that produce. you got to get those out of the draft. He's gotten some, but not enough. Well, and I think the highlight moment or something just to reflect back on, George McCaskey sitting there tonight with an envelope in his hand that uh, Bears fans were hoping is the actual pink slip. Uh, We'll see what happens this week. Uh, But uh, look, if and whenever Nagy and Pace go, that's just the start. Will they actually make a good hire? And their history is to not do so. But we are back next uh, Monday uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't keep swinging. Yes, OB. Quickly, I'll tell you. Real quick. Pace will get fired. Nagy will get fired. Pace will never be a general manager in the National Football League. And I, Nagy will never be a head coach again. I told you that four years ago. We'll see you next Monday night, 6 o'clock pregame. And then after the game, Bears and the Vikings. Ben Anderson, thank you for all your help producing tonight. Matt, appreciate your help as well. And uh, thank you to everybody who who listened tonight, called, texted. We appreciate it. This is 720 WGN.